Hey, welcome to a special bonus segment of Keeper Chat, a quick and dirty. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And these Q&Ds are an opportunity for or us to answer some of the questions we receive from all of you. Let me just preface this by saying that Flora decided to make a whole lot of fun of me before we started, so I'm already starting off from a very sad, vulnerable place. You're fine. Grow up. You're fine. Anyways, this week we will be focusing on a question we received, I don't know, 10 years ago from one of our listeners. When I was Thank born. Thank you so much for writing in. But hey, good news is, I think this is the last question we've got. And we were all actually caught up. Oh so, my god. You know what that means, guys. We're going to need more Q&D questions. So send them on in to keeperchat at gmail.com. But only like Let's one of you. Questions. All of you talk to each other and all of you pick one question. I can't. Yeah, you pick one representative <laughs> and send them our way. And then a month from now, we'll ask for another one. You guys. <laughs> It'll be like a tribute. We like don't get any. And then like the next day, we have seven emails of questions. And it's like, <laughs> cool, there's the next 10 years of podcasting. We love it, though. Uh, I do love it. I do love it. I do love it. So this question is coming to us from Benjamin. He says, hey, Keeper Chat. I'm going to skip the things about his, his, like, personal life so that you don't know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) He's our son. That's all you need to know. He is our sweet baby nephew. I gave birth to him, like, five days ago. Oh, yuck. (laughs) Um, Anyways, he said that he's... Just he wrote the email up. <laughs> Oh my god, horrible. <laughs> he said that he just finished finished up an internship and is looking to move back home across the country. And he said he had a great time at his internship and he's definitely learned a lot of very important and valuable skills and he's way better than when he started, but despite his best efforts, he's still not actually hired or hired as a keeper yet. He wants to know if we have any advice for decently long-time interns who have no luck getting hired. And can't afford to do many more internships. Um, he said he's getting a little bit frustrated because he's applied to a bunch of places and he has the experience, but sometimes it's just hard to crack into the business. And so he's ha- trying to figure out how he can break in and get some more experience and get on the path of like starting his dream. So nice. That's a great question. It is and actually, super good. It's one that we get a lot, but we've also been like we totally get it. We've been there. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. So Flora, um, what are your thoughts on that? Been there, done that. Yeah, same. Okay, end of show. Bye. <laughs> Good fucking luck. No, I think it's, and it's a question, like, anytime I have, like, a volunteer or an intern under me, that they are always like, what do I do? How do I get in? Like, da 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 And there's no, like, single piece of advice that's going to work for everybody. But the number mm-hmm. one thing that I say, which is awful, is lower your standards. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know what, though? You're so right. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I did an internship or two, and now I work at the fucking, I don't know, like, Brookfield Zoo as, like, the head curator of orangutans. Like, it just doesn't, like, you have to work at Dr. Peabody's roadside parlor (laughs) with the fucking guinea pigs for two years. And then someone's going to be like... Hopefully not for that long, though, because he doesn't sound great. Dr. Peabody. Roadside parlor. Maybe he doesn't have the best, like, I don't know, housing standards. He has great housing standards. He has two guinea pigs, a llama, and a zonkey. And you are their primary caregiver. And so the next time you have an interview, you talk about all the cool shit and the enrichment and the training you do with those fucking guinea pigs and that zonkey, and people are going to be throwing their jobs at you. Yeah. No, I mean, you have a good point, though. You can't 
go into this field thinking that I want to work with big cats and I expect to get a job with big cats. Like, that's just, it's really, really rare that that happens right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly where most of keeping jobs start off with at least one internship. Like, it's yes. so, so rare that you will just graduate from college and be hired as a keeper because yeah. you have to have experience. And that comes through internships. And unfortunately, most of those are unpaid. But yeah, I mean, even if you get an internship at a facility that's really great and has the animals you want to work with, unless you're there at the right time and you, you know, you like have really good relationships with the people there, sometimes that's what it comes down to is either like knowing people or just being in the right place at the right time and getting your foot in the door. And so if those things aren't happening for you and you keep going out for internships and you keep applying and you're not getting any calls back and you're not, you're getting passed over by other people, then you're probably not in the right place at the right time and you probably don't know the right people. So in that situation, yeah, I would totally recommend that maybe you just lower your standards a little bit and either consider working for a zoo that maybe you have to move a little bit farther away for if Mm -hmm. this is something you really want to do or move to a zoo that is not necessarily like you said like sea world you know yeah maybe maybe go for a place that's a little bit smaller that might be easier to get your foot in the door and maybe consider just taking any job that comes up whether it works with the animals you want to work with or not or even if it works with animals or not sometimes all it takes is like getting a job at a zoo to be able to move around within the company yeah yeah and you have to like think like you know obviously you're you know, you think you're qualified and you have these certain things, but you have to think of, like, the 500 other people who are also applying for this job. Like, what have they done? So you need to always, like, sell yourself the best way. I don't know what I'm getting at. No, you're absolutely right. Like, I remember um, (laughs) one of my, I think it was one of my, like, coordinators or something, one of my intern coordinators at one of my first internships was talking about how, because I was kind of bummed, like I was working with cool animals, but they weren't what I wanted to work with long term. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, like if I'm going to set myself down a path that I like can't really escape later. Like I don't want to keep working with these animals and never get to the point of where I want to work with what I did want to. And so she was like, well, you know, it's important that whenever you are interviewing, even if it's for stuff that you're interviewing that you don't have experience with you take the experiences that you have and you sell them to the best of your ability so everything you learn as a keeper regardless of the species is valuable and that includes like communicating effectively in a team you know being able to use different types of um computer programs Mm -hmm. and um i don't know like like you said coming up with training or enrichment plans yeah like building a cool new enrichment item or interacting with the public is a huge one doing keeper talks um sometimes even just like interpersonal skills are huge and Mm -hmm. if that's all you have that's what you sell as much as you can and if it relates to the animal you're going for great like i was working with goats and like goats are rad but they're not what i wanted to work with and so like even though the next job i was applying for didn't work with goats i took everything i had and put it toward this new job whereas if i was going for another hoofed animal i would build on that as well so you take whatever you have in your arsenal and you just kind of pump it up as much as you can yes for sure but i think like what you said too with like knowing people is number one like as well because don't burn any single bridge like any single one the zookeeping is so small all those fucking zoo directors, all those zoo people, they all know each other. Everybody knows everybody. And even if they're not supposed to, like, talk to each other, or I don't even know, but they're going to talk to each other. It doesn't matter. They're going to find out everything mm-hmm. about you. They're going to find out where you live. And yeah. what grocery store is your favorite? And 
if, what color your underwear <laughs> yeah they're gonna find out hopefully not <laughs> hopefully not so keep that in mind too and like you know when you're doing internships you're probably there with other interns and don't like see them as like i mean obviously they're competition but like they might end up helping you too if you become friends with them yeah, i mean for sure fauna and i were interns together fauna yeah. got a job first and then she basically got me an interview for the the job at her zoo and then i started working there so mm-hmm. you know who knows where i'd be if i didn't have that connection and um yeah that helps out a lot so never like mm-hmm. i'm only friends with fauna because i knew she was gonna get me a job like i don't even really like her yeah it like paid out for sure yeah for <laughs> sure <laughs> But, um, no, I agree. Like, my first paid keeping position was because I happened to be at, like, a dinner party with, like, the director of that zoo, and there was an opening in a department that I wasn't even part of, and he was like, hey, you're an intern, right? You've been working, and you've been doing a good job, right? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, how about you fill this, like, temporary position? And that was my foot in the door. Yep. And... Yeah, it, like, ruffled a few feathers because I worked with a lot of awesome interns, and it is pretty competitive in that regard. But I think at the same time, like Flora said, it's so important that you don't look at them as competition because they are your future colleagues, whether you like it or not. They're going to be in the field with you. Yep. And I think just generally, and this should go with every job, but just try to be as, like, kind and pleasant wherever Mm -hmm. you go and, like, team-oriented as wherever you go because those are the people that are the most fun to work with. And those are some of the hardest skills to learn on the job. Like you can teach people how to clean an area, but it's really yeah. hard to teach them interpersonal skills and yes. like how to be good to work around. So like bring that positivity everywhere you work. And especially in this industry, it's such a like taxing job on mm-hmm. so many different levels mm-hmm. that you have to have that and you want to be around people who share that quality. So it's a really important thing to bring to the table. And a lot of times it'll take you a lot farther than you think. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think one thing too that, kind of gets people stuck is like we say oh we work with animals because we don't like people but we work with people so much you're talking to visitors every day you need Mm -hmm. to have a good speaking voice you need to be able to like do great keeper chats and communicate your ideas and your observations and things like that you you can't just be like oh i just don't like people like that nobody is going to take that you have to be able to present and represent the zoo And that's one thing I kind of hear a lot from people. They might be, like, Mm -hmm. socially awkward or shy or whatever, but it doesn't get you far for sure, which sucks. Yeah, well, and it doesn't get you far with your team either. Like, Mm -mm. you rely on your team in keeping more than you probably realized and, like, Mm -hmm. more than I've ever relied on my team in any other job. And it's because of the fact that you like your your lives are so intertwined because you're there for the same reason Mm -hmm. you're there for like an emotionally attached reason and so if you don't get along with your teammates work is going to be miserable Mm -hmm. and so like you need to be able to carry those skills throughout your job and they're hugely important and so if you have those skills and you're good at that thing market the hell out of it and like bring that up in interviews when they ask about your strengths and stuff because That's one thing that I always talk about in interviews and that I've been told, at least by past interviewers, that they liked my answer was that they um, were asking about like my ability to work with a team. And I would always say that while I think working in a team is crazy important, I think being able to work independent is also equally important. Like you have to be able to have both skills. You can't do one without the other. And I think it's ill-advised to like value one over the other because yeah if you do you're you're gonna fail at one thing yeah you're always gonna fail at like one half of what you do and so 
it's it's just such an important part and i think a lot of times it's overlooked but i think if you have it go for it Mm -hmm. um so just as we were talking i just um i like am weird and i like making excel spreadsheets so um back after i graduated college and um i guess it was like during internships and stuff i wrote an Excel. I made an Excel spreadsheet for all the applications oh, to zoos. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. yeah, to all the applications to zoos that I sent out, what state they were in, the position, the date that I sent it, and then I would highlight them if I received a response or not. Okay, mm-hmm. I have from July 2014 to July 2015. Actually, I have 29 jobs that I applied for. Um, Ohio, Utah, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Minnesota, South Carolina, Colorado, Tennessee, California, Missouri, Washington, Fresno, Asheboro, Mississippi, Utah, Oregon, Colorado, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I have, let's see, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, seven of 29. I got seven of 29 no's. People like emailed back and they said, like, no, we're not interested. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I got three interviews and obviously I got one yes because i am a zookeeper but so out of the 29 so then one two three four five six seven eight nine i can't count 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17. so 18 zoos i applied for that i sent an application i heard absolutely mm-hmm. nothing back absolutely that's nothing too yes that's the norm so like don't feel discouraged like if you can afford to move to the place if you can Put in a year at some place. If it's a nighttime position and you don't want it, if it's commissary and you don't want it, if it's education and you don't want it, if it's big cats and you don't want it, whatever. But if you can put in the time and you have a year of experience working with animals in a zoological setting, you're already like six steps ahead of all the other interns who are being really picky yeah. or, you know, are in a shitter situation where maybe they can't move mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, that stuff is really hard too because. Not every city has a fucking zoo in it. And if it does, it's got yeah. one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's tough though because, like, it's it's such a competitive field that Flora is absolutely right. Like, you, you know, you can't be discouraged, but you also have to really put yourself out there and decide if this is something you really want to do. And if you are, like, able to financially, volunteering is a great opportunity to get mm-hmm. that one year of experience, mm-hmm. too. Um, and again, that puts you ahead of a lot of other people. And you know, it, it can help show the drive that you have. And I know it's hard, especially if like you're trying to put in the hours, but you need to f- support yourself financially. And it's definitely something to consider. But I know tons of people that I've worked with in the community that have worked at, you know, like Petco or something with like their dog yeah. training program or just like anything that they can do, work at like dog kennels and stuff. Like yep. anything you can do that's animal related, even if it isn't in an exotic setting, can be beneficial. Absolutely. It, all those skills transfer over. Yeah. So, like, my job when I was in high school was at a dog and cat kennel. So, on my, like, when I was applying to internships and stuff, my stuff said I was a pet care technician. But I had excellent observation skills and monitored animals for illness and wrote down their eliminations and whether or not they got medicated. And I was able to follow directions and record things properly and feed out food according to diet sheets and stuff like that. So it doesn't matter what the fuck you're taking care of. If it's a guinea pig or a big cat, the Mm -hmm. techniques and stuff, those are like universal. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to like really sell those things. Yeah. Like she said, like they're the same regardless of what species you're taking care of. You still have to have those skills. Yeah. So if you have them, sell them. 
And um, yeah, I think I had a similar situation. Like I didn't even come from like an animal care background. I kind of like took a mm-hmm. left turn in mm-hmm. my like. Yeah, you did like, some just started my senior year of college, and so I came into this pretty late in the game. But I started off with a behavioral research internship, and I ended up being I think like third on the list for the internship that I met Flora at. And it turns out like the first person had a different commitment and they went with that one. And then the second person was there for two weeks and decided it wasn't for them and they backed out. So I was the third choice, but they called me and it literally happened at the drop of the hat. And I moved there two days later and like across the country. you fucking killed it. Yeah. And it turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life. And I, you know, met tons of awesome people there and I learned amazing skills and it just like set me on like this awesome path to success and really cemented in my head what I wanted to do but it was a huge risk like it was just something I don't normally do you know and yeah but I I just had to decide if that's what I wanted but I don't know I mean I think even after that you know I really went into high gear and was like applying for tons and tons of places and I think I had a similar amount too like I applied to couple dozen at least mm-hmm. I want to say it was at least like 30 places and I heard back from three um, and they were all no's. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I was applying for everything. I was applying for like part-time educator. I was yep. applying for like seasonal keeper. I was applying for like night bird keeper, like all this different stuff. And like, I was even considering applying for like some of the like rise attendant positions and stuff, yeah. like anything to get my foot in the door. And sometimes like that's your route in and that's, if that's the path you need to take and it's something you really want to work toward, then, yeah. then do it. But yeah, I think... Timing is a huge thing and knowing people is a huge thing, but also coming to realize that you're not going to find your perfect position in the place, like the perfect place you want to live. No. It kind of ever. And if you do, then you are incredibly lucky and you should like really recognize that because some people work for 10 plus years and like have no money and are moving constantly just to like get to that place and a lot of times what happens is you start off working with some animals and maybe you change your mind or maybe you love those animals or maybe you keep working toward the animals you do want to work with but sometimes it can take years to get to the animals and the route and the the location that you want to work so just you got to stick with it but once you get there it's great and you know you did what you set out to do but it is a lot of hard work yeah we can definitely sympathize and that i mean the earlier you can start doing stuff, the better. Like, if you can volunteer at the local zoo and as a high school student, like, go for that. I did that. So the earlier, the better. But that doesn't mean it's, like, too late to get started. Um, you know, internships suck because most of them are unpaid and you're having to do your own stuff. So I literally would go to an internship for three months, stay somewhere, and like eat tuna and then go home and live yeah. in my parents basement and work at a dog kennel full time until I could afford to go to another internship um, yeah. so luckily my parents aren't big dicks and they let me do that but I know that's not an opportunity for everybody but if you mm-hmm. can even space them out to where you can afford to do it then mm-hmm. you know in the meantime you just want to make sure you're doing something that's like applicable but pretty much everything is if you're a cashier you're working with customers and you're mm-hmm. working with customer happiness and you know how to make um, a memorable experience such a huge thing mm-hmm. with like yep. zoos and um, entertainment places you know they want to make sure that you make a memorable experience for a visitor and you're doing that at like Target and the grocery store and the fucking mattress store, like whatever, write that on your resume. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And if you do get internships and you're kind of bouncing between them, 
but you're starting to run out of funds, like try whenever you can to room with other interns or yeah. try renting a room in a keeper's house or, you know, anything like that where you can not just cut down on your costs, but also um, try networking. Like if nothing else, use an internship that maybe you have no interest in, but is nearer to you and cheaper to you than one yeah. that you do. And you have a better chance of getting accepted and use that as a networking opportunity. Right. And just kind of like start working your way in that way. But like Flora said, literally anything you do applies to what we do because it's such a diverse group of skills Mm -hmm. that like all of that stuff is important. And so especially when you're writing your resume, I know uh, Flora and I have sent each other our resume several times, Mm -hmm. like for editing and review and stuff. But use those networking opportunities that you have and the people that you've met to really help hone in your resume skills because the more that you keep in contact with them too the more likely your name is going to pop up when a position opens they're Mm -hmm. going to be like oh yeah that person was great and you know maybe he is a good fit for this position or something so just do whatever you can to stay relevant and like I said just try to be kind to people too like nothing's worse than having an intern who's like crazy competitive but also just an asshole to everyone yeah because like that's how they're going to be as an employee, and that's not I know. fun to be around. My second internship, the person I was, like, interning with was awful to me. She made me cry. She would, like, slam doors in my face and, like, mm-hmm. yelled at me for, like, wearing the wrong gloves. I <laughs> – it was awful. I hated her. Yeah. She was really that mean. sucks so bad. There's no reason for that. No. But I think on top of that, too, anytime you do go into an internship or a position, whether you are excited about it or you've just taken it because it was the only thing available, go into it with a good attitude. You never know what you're going to get out of yeah. it. You never know if it's going to be something that, like, totally changes your, like, perspective on things. Like, I know Flora had, like, an ambition to work with marine mammals for, like, mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And... When she got there, she was like, this is awesome, but it's not what I want to do. And so it was sort of like, what do I want to do? And I know for a lot of other people, they, you know, are like on their way to work with a certain animal and then they start working with another one in the interim and end up loving it. And that's what they do from Mm -hmm. then on out. So you never know. And like I said, like it kind of your attitude kind of determines how your internship is going to go as well. So if you're like set that it's going to be miserable then it's going to be miserable. But try to take what you can from it and, like, turn those into opportunities. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying work at a puppy mill, but, like, lower your fucking standards. Yeah. <laughs> the zoo doesn't have sure. to be AZA or ZAA or any kind of accreditation. My very first internship was a big cat rescue. And then my next one was an AZA-accredited institution. And then my next one was, like, a world-renowned aquarium. I mean, you can mm-hmm. work your way up or you can stay where you're comfortable or wherever. But, you mm-hmm. know, Dr. Pepsi's Peabody, Doctor <laughs> Pepsi, his brother, Doctor Pepsi's ferret emporium is going to teach you like really important skills and and even if it's a shitty place and people know it's a shitty place in your interview you can say you know I worked there and I realized it wasn't the kind of animal care that I wanted to provide and I wanted to do better for the animals and it's this is not a place where I can do that da 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 boom now they don't like the interviewer is like cool they understand. But that place sucks, and they can do better. Done. Yeah, for sure. And, like, throw yourself in. Don't be afraid to get dirty. Just, like, go all in. And, like she said, look for opportunities that aren't necessarily directly on your career path. Like I said, I started off in a research position. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's not animal husbandry at all. It's not even at all. But (laughs) I was able to take, like, 
the educational background of it and really like work that to my favor and talk about the importance of like behavioral observations and understanding like that individual species behavior and how important that is to daily care and like everything. So yeah, that was a huge part of the reason that I got the job. And actually I talked to my mentor at the place where Flora and I worked and he said that because of the fact that, although I was third choice, but because of the fact (laughs) that I showed up um, and I ended up like turning out to be a a pretty good intern like he was like we actually opened up our applications from then on he's like before we wouldn't accept anyone that didn't have prior Mm -hmm. animal like hands-on husbandry experience but he's like we saw that like you ended up being a good addition to our intern team and so we opened it up to everyone from then on out and I was like that's great that's awesome so it just means that there are more opportunities for everyone yeah and that's the thing too like this industry is always changing and growing Mm -hmm. and I think it is very competitive at this point, but at the same time, you do have to realize that there is a position for everyone. It just may not be with what you thought or where you thought. Yeah. And so, like, it just kind of depends. Like, if this is really something you want to do, then great, go for it. If yeah. it's not something you want to do, then that's fine. But, like, maybe it gives you the opportunity to rethink where you want your focus to be. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's worth those internships as well. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about, like... Well, we kind of dug into, like, resume, but, like, resume and cover letter stuff. Okay, so one of the internships I did, they actually had a resume workshop. And oh, that's amazing. people from the animal care department and then other departments, like, read our resumes. And mm-hmm. at the end of it, we all realized that everybody prefers something different on your fucking resume. So just make it what you want it to be. Make it something that you're proud of and you think it should be long. It's fucking long. You think it should be short. It's fucking short. Make it something that represents you and that you think looks good and just stick with it. Everyone's going to tell you something different. You don't know what they're going to look for. Who fucking cares? Mm -hmm. Just make it what you want it to be and you'll be good. Yeah, for sure. And everyone interviews different too. So like if one place is just like gives you tons of shit for like interviewing a certain way unless you're like outright being like oh i think we should like chop the heads off all our animals like maybe change that but like every place is going to be different and so just stick with the things that like you really feel confident Mm -hmm. in saying don't like try to change who you are because yeah bite you in the butt later right but you know like like i said everyone is different and i've had places before where i interviewed that were just like the questions were whack and i was like i don't think i want to do this like the interview goes both ways it's for you to yes. decide if you want to work there and absolutely to decide if they want to have you and it's all about fit on both sides yeah and yeah so just you know take that with a grain of salt as well and if an interview goes bad use it as a learning opportunity for the next one yes never turn down an interview because it's just practice for a place that you want um for sure and, and it's a networking opportunity. If you yeah. have a good interview and they offer it to you, but you've already accepted somewhere else, then you've got a good reference in your books. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was, like, doing internship interviews and when I was doing work interviews, I would, like, obviously pay attention during the interview. But the moment it was over, I would write down every single question they asked me. So then by the time that I was, like, applying for my second or third, like, full-time job, I had, like, this master list of, like, 50 questions I've ever been asked. And then I had practiced my answers, and I just, like, fucking nailed it. <laughs> like, every time. Number one, they're always going to ask you, like, tell us what you know about us. Because they want you to fucking want to work there. They don't want you to say, like, oh, I just applied because it was open, which I hear all the time. Like, no, they want you to say, like, your zoo is like world renowned and you have this SSP and you're doing this and you just had this baby born. Like, do your research about the facility? Do your research about the area? Do you want to live in that area? And do, I don't know, do your fucking research. Like if the place has like fucking, I don't know, endangered animals, 
then Google the endangered animal because they might ask you about it. Or if you're, like, applying for a position with, like, like, when I applied for the internship about whales, that was right when all that, like, whale, beluga whale, like, permit stuff was. And, like, that was a question in the interview. It was, like, tell mm-hmm. us what you know about it. Tell us your opinion. And I had fucking mm-hmm. researched it because it was super fucking relevant. And I was, like, uh, get this. Yeah, for sure. Killed like, it. If there's something uh. unique about the place that you're interviewing, make sure you know it. Yeah. Like, if your place has, like, the only freaking ostrich in the world or something like you better know a little bit about that ostrich this is the only ostrich left (laughs) right this is the last one um but seriously like those things are important because that that sometimes that can be the make or break it question it may not be specific to your job but it could be it could show that employer that you have enough interest to actually know what's going on at that place yeah and i'm not saying like go in depth and memorize their like animal lists or like their zoo mission or like whatever no fuck that but if you can, like, really show that you want to be there and, like, you have a good reason for wanting to be there, not just, like, oh, you're one of mm-hmm. 50 places that I've applied to, even if you have to make it up, sometimes that's, like, the way to do it if that's really what you want is to be there. Yeah. Um, and I would say, too, as far as interviewing goes, like, one thing that I at least find really helps is especially on over-the-phone interviews, which are most of the interviews, yep. or, like, Skype interviews, I guess, for these places – is I always, like, wear real clothes. I don't wear, like, sweats or pajamas because um, mm. I just find I, like, carry myself differently and I, like, yeah. with my notes prepared. And yes. even sometimes just, like, having, like, my name written down on the paper keeps me from getting, like, jittery and being like, what's my name? Like, like oh, it's right here. <laughs> you but, fucking you know, forget just, like, your name. <laughs> well, no, it's just sometimes yeah, yeah, it yeah. just helps set you up for success because it, like, gets you in the right mindset. And, yeah, sometimes it can be helpful, too, to, like, have your goals just – visible so that yeah. you know you're working toward and it can help oh, yeah. motivate it. Dude, have so your, all that stuff is good. Have your fucking resume that you sent them and the cover letter you sent them printed out and in front of your fucking face so you remember what the fuck you told them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They'll be like, how was your time here? And I was like, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Good, I guess. Yeah. You tell me. Um, You just said so. something that made me like think of something and then like I totally lost it. Oh, just um, the total opposite of you. I wear pajamas. I sit on the floor with a blanket in my lap and I like hunch over like a gremlin and like write notes on the floor. Like whenever I do a phone interview, I That's have true. to just you like. You got to do what works yes, for you. Yes, I have to be on the floor because I get really nervous and I get really hot. And then if I'm like sitting in a chair or sort of sweating in it. I get so hot. But that's the thing, too. Yeah. Everybody knows you're nervous, so just, like, take a breath. If you don't know a question, like, they're not, like, rapid fire. Like, they Mm-mm. take a second and be like, oh, that's a super good question. Let me think mm-hmm. about it for a second. And then answer. They're not expecting you to, like, I don't know, regurge this information. And those are kind of the interviews that I hate, too, where they're like, tell me about the, you know, like, scientific name of this animal. Anyone can Google. Anyone can learn information. Yeah, for it's sure. It's your personality and the way that you, like, convey your opinions and talk to people and, like, your passion about the animal. So it's supposed to come through in the interview, I think. Um, I think that's what's more important yeah. than, like, any, like, scientific information. Yeah, you, you can, can like, fucking <laughs> read Encyclopedia Britannica and I – it would be awful. But if you're super passionate about something and that comes through in the interview, like that, people are going to remember that. Even if maybe you fucking like goofed up and you forgot like what USDA stood for or whatever. But at the end, they're just like, damn, that person's like super stoked to work here. They knew we only have the only ostrich left. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just like super passionate. They forgot an acronym. Who fucking cares? Hire yeah. them! Hire them! Yeah, and try to go into each interview like, 
optimistic about it. Don't just mm-hmm. go in thinking like, oh, this is just another one or like, yeah. I don't even want to be here. Like, you know, who knows? Like I said, t- try to take everyone as an actual opportunity. And I always try to. I think people are pretty split on this as well. But I wouldn't say this is a hard and fast rule that you have to end like by asking them questions because oh, a lot of times at the yeah. end they'll ask you if you have questions. Yes. I don't think you have to. I think sometimes that just opens the door for people to like write down stupid questions and ask them for the yeah. sake of asking a question. But I think it is a good idea to think about it beforehand and think if you do actually have any questions for them, whether it be related to the job or not, you can ask things like, how's the work life balance? Like, mm-hmm. how's the community around the zoo? How, you know, what's the, um, I guess, what's the longevity of your employees like? Yeah. Like, oh, I ask, staff numbers I ask like? them what? like, hey, how long have you been at the zoo? And, like, yeah. what's your favorite part of working there? Like, I ask them shit. I want to yeah. know if it's fun to fucking work there. If you're, like, I've been here a year, and so has everybody else, and I'm be like, fucking what for? Like, where'd everybody yeah. go? Why what's, the hell, dude? What's going on? Yeah, so, like, think about those things beforehand. They don't necessarily have to relate directly to the job in order to be valuable information for you. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like I said, those interviews go both ways, so they can help you inform your decision just as much as it helps them. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was one of my internships. They asked me if I had any questions and I didn't. Like, I actually didn't. And so I was just mm-hmm. like, no, actually, like, I, I got all, all the information off your website. You have an amazing website. And they were like, oh, my God, thank you. And they were, like, super happy that I liked their weird little website. So I don't know. Make something Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, that's good. And it's, it's a lot of times, too, a good idea to send a follow-up email or note yes. or something after an interview and just be like, Thanks for interviewing me. I look yes. forward to hearing back from you. It can be something as simple as that. Yeah, zookeeping is crazy, and we don't have fucking time to sit here and talk to you for an hour. So just write a note that says, like, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to speak with me, and mm-hmm. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Well, yeah. bam. Yeah, and Killed even it. if they didn't want to go with you, they'll be more likely to give you an actual answer no than mm. just leaving you hanging and, like, for ghosting sure. you. For sure, for sure, and for sure. And an answer no, like, I can't tell you how many times I've celebrated a no that I received in the mail yes. or via email. Because, because I'm just like, oh, thank God I at least know. Yes, because I'm fucking worrying about it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard, and it's it a hard sucks. industry to break yeah, into. It sucks. But like I said, there's literally... There are literally so many jobs to work with animals because mm-hmm. our world is deteriorating so that that number is only going to increase. So if it's really something you want to do, then keep going for it. Yeah. I know it's hard, but just try to stick with it and try to find new opportunities to make what you do um, applicable yeah. and marketable. Work at a wildlife refuge or a wildlife rehab center or I don't know, but you got to start small. You can't just jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes even, like, donating your time to, like, online conservation efforts. There are a lot of Mm. places that, like, you can help, you know, monitor camera traps or, like, help identify animals captured in camera trap photos for, like, researchers or, like, go through data or, like, whatever. Like, anything like that, anything to do with animals is super helpful or anything to do with working in a team environment is really helpful. And I know he, like, dogged on me because I got a job in a week. But that was, like, some sick-ass timing. I didn't even do that on purpose. Oh, But I'm, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> obsessed with a certain species and super passionate about it. And then I quit my job. And then, like, the day, the next day, that's like, hey, here's a job with just that species in a place that you want to live. So that was yeah. just, like, some kismet. Also, I'm, like, super personable and magnetic <laughs> on the phone. So they were, like... People- love me <laughs> people motherfucking love me and so they're like hire yeah. this bitch yeah yeah so. and just so you know like people that are already hired as keepers like working as full-time keepers when we move between jobs 
it's not super easy. A lot no. of times it's really hard too. Like I ain't got any money. Thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So don't think that like we have it easy just because we got hired. Like we're all in the same boat here. <laughs> no, you're probably get, with it, and you get paid more at whatever your non-keeper job is. I'm sure. So oh, for sure, your benefits are probably out of this world. <laughs> okay, so what are okay? So lower your standards. Apply to everything and everything. Save money and budget if you can. Maybe Market to- every skill you have, whether it relates to animals yes. or not. Like, make your resume really reflect you. Yes. And fucking just, yeah, make it work. Uh, make a specific cover letter for every single position you yes. apply to. And yes. then make sure that you send them the right one. Don't oh, send yeah, them. Oh, yeah, definitely haven't done that. <laughs> I have. I would never have done that. Never done that before. Everybody fucking does it. So name your files something different because you're going to do it because we both have done it. And it's awful. We've all it done makes it. you sick. We've it makes you want to throw up because you feel like a ding dong. <laughs> yeah, we're um, literally so stupid. Yeah, even if it's just like two fillable things. Like my cover lever, I think I like said I would be honored to join your team at blank. And then like... It was because your mission of, and then I put in their mission statement, is, like, inspired me, and, like, I agree with it. And at the end, I was like, yeah, your zoo's dope. Zoo name. It doesn't have to be your whole thing that you're rewriting every time. But just make it, like, more personalized. Or if you're applying for, like, a position as a trainer, put a bunch of training shit in there. If you're not, like, doing a training position and you're doing, like, a hoofstock position put all the shit you've ever done with hoofstock in there like tailor it to your yeah. stuff because they want to see applicable stuff yeah and be pleasant just be fucking pleasant for once will you just be <laughs> fucking normal for once but seriously like being a nice person will take you a long way yes and just understand that like this career path is tough and so like yeah. the nicer and more pleasant you are and like genuinely kind you are the farther you'll go yes apply to everything practice interviews um uh make a good resume make a good cover letter don't give up save money network volunteer everywhere for sure and if all else fails make more money doing something fucking easier than this our bodies are failing my knees (laughs) shattered my bank account empty my brain crumbled. My work day, get shit on by animals. And <laughs> Literally you, always. And then you guys are like, we want to do it too. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you are sure? Are you sure? Look at my knees. I'll send you an x-ray of my knees. <laughs> They're <laughs> Look at my back. It looks like a S. <laughs> Look at my horrible <laughs> gross bag. Yeah, we can't complain, I guess, because we... Did it, but we put in a bunch of shit. I mean, like, it didn't happen overnight. It happens overnight for some people, but fuck them. It doesn't happen overnight for most people. Yeah, that's a rarity for sure. For and sure. then once you do get there, work your butt off. Don't yes. just, like, slack off because you made it. Oh, Keep going. Yeah, and don't... Like, you got there. Mm. You proved that you can do it. Now show them that you can do it. Yes. One of the biggest things that I see in, like, interns... Okay, if you had hired me at, like, at a zookeeper job after my first internship, I would have been awful. I didn't know how awful I was, but I was awful. It took like two internships for me to realize I needed to chill the fuck out. But mm-hmm. the thing I see the most is like you act like you know everything. And that's fine because you're just trying to 
not pretend like you're stupid or whatever when you're learning stuff. But you're there. It's a learning opportunity. Don't be arrogant. Don't act like you know everything. You're supposed to be learning from these people. So if you go through an internship and you act like some like know-it-all dickbag, like they're going to like keep you around because you're free labor. But at the end of it, they're not going to fucking recommend you for anything. So be pleasant everywhere. Internships, at the grocery store, at the voting booth. Go vote. <laughs> go vote, guys, please. <laughs> Is this uh, even going to be out? I'm voting. I don't no. know. Maybe afterwards. <laughs> It'll vote be next time. <laughs> vote, vote every time. Vote next time you're allowed to vote and be pleasant about it. Yeah. No, seriously. And, like, don't let that stop you once you become a keeper. Keep being pleasant. God, nothing's worse than when you hire someone and they're just, like, an awful, horrible human. And God. Like, God. Now I'm actually stuck with them yep. because they're not an intern. They don't leave in six months. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and not that, like, we're experts on anything, but, like, you're all our children. And if you want us to read your resume, we will. <laughs> oh, of course. Like, seriously, feel free. We know what it's like. And we really want to help people that, like, really want to get into this field. Because you're all amazing. Yes. And you're all passionate. Yes. And you're all going to do great things. And yes. we're all so proud of you. We're so proud of you. Flora said it in a um, hint of disdain <laughs> and sarcasm, but mine was completely authentic. I'm just really proud of you so i'm just really proud of you so keep up the good work (laughs) good grief good grief i think that's all all the advice i have to give that wraps it up blessed be the fruit sacrifice a fucking baby to beelzebub and you'll get a job that's what i did that's all you need oh it's a two-step process bye Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us in this Q&D. These are going to be just whenever we feel like them. So Fucking keep an eye and like ear it. out. If you'd like to have a question answered in a Q&D, or if you want to send us your resume to review, <laughs> send it to keeperchat at gmail.com. We're happy to answer any questions we receive. Other than that, um, feel free to check out all of our social media, and we'll see you there. Until next time, stay grimy. Bye.